0: Hey y'all, we teach what we need. So I hope y'all don't judge me when I tell you that I've been stuck so many times, it's become like a joke in our family, or at least with my husband. When I tell my husband that I don't know what to do, or if I say, I feel stuck, he plants his feet in the ground, raises his arms above his head, and he says in this high-pitched voice, help, I'm stuck, I can't move, I'm stuck, and acts like he's stuck. And if I don't slap him, he goes on to say, if only I knew someone who could help me rechart my life. Ha ha. So right now I'm stuck with a couple of things. We're always stuck with a few things. Mine is, you know, I don't know whether to continue with my functional medicine training. I love it and it's fascinating, but it's very time consuming. And it's also stressful to be studying like 12 hours a week. Um, So I don't know if I'm going to continue that or not. And I'm also stuck when I think about school next year because I'm stressed. What if the Delta variant of COVID like wreaks havoc like it did this year and the kids end up going virtual again for months? Should I look into switching the kids to a school that'll stay open? There are so many ways that we find ourselves stuck and as hard as it as hard as it is for me to admit this our stuckness including my own is almost always because we've chosen a situation or a view of a situation and we refuse to budge in my case with feeling stuck about the kids school i'm choosing i see this i'm choosing to be stressed about it because will worry help me figure it out no Will my brain magically know the best solution if I just think about it hard enough? No. And what about functional medicine? I'm choosing to feel stuck because I want someone to give me permission to let me take a semester off or to tell me that it's okay to start something and not finish it. And as long as I convince myself I'm stuck, I don't have to show ownership. I don't have to make a decision. In chess, you have two minutes to make a move. In basketball, you have eight seconds before you have to let the ball leave your hands. Yet, in life, we allow ourselves years to have a stuck mindset about our health, our career, our cluttered house, not getting along with our in-laws, and a million other things. I shared the two ways that I'm stuck right now, and they're clearly because of my thoughts, But what if someone is stuck through no fault of their own? Let's go worst case scenario. Maybe they lost their spouse. So obviously this person is stuck in a different way than I'm stuck. And clearly she's not going to be going out and kicking butt professionally. She's not going to be starting a new creative endeavor or a health regimen right away. My friend lost her husband when we were both in our early 30s. And she couldn't fathom selling her house, starting a new job, or doing much of anything for the first year and a half. But if she had chosen to let grief define the rest of her life going forward, then she would have stayed stuck. So just to be clear, this episode is not for anyone going through acute trauma. This is for those of you getting tossed about in the turbulent ocean of life, but you haven't hit an iceberg, you're just getting tossed around and... Life is stressful and overwhelming and all the things. So if you find yourself ever daydreaming about a different future than your present circumstances, congratulations. This is really good, truly. It means your inner self is nudging you past stuckness. She's trying to wake you up to a different possibility. And maybe you're not daydreaming about your future as much as thinking that you don't want to still be in your current circumstances five or ten years from now or maybe you haven't even really thought about it maybe your nose is to the ground and you haven't looked up from being a mom to toddlers and babies maybe you've had your head down climbing the professional ladder and you haven't stopped to ask if you even want to be on this ladder so let's do a visualization if you're driving just don't close your eyes. If you're not driving, close your eyes. Put your feet on the floor and take a deep breath. Now, imagine you're on a big bus, a greyhound bus. You're seated way up high, maybe in the window seat, on one of those gray striped upholstered seats. Passengers are in front of you and next to you. You can feel the purse, your purse on your lap. You feel your head resting on the seat back. You feel the gentle movement of the bus as it rolls down the highway. Now imagine you open your eyes, you look up and you see a digital board telling you which stops are coming up. You see listed on the board, your job description, your home life and your health situation. It might say something like this, disgruntled first grade teacher unhealthy relationship with food, pre-diabetic, feels disconnected from husband, wishes she could go back to school but in debt because of compulsive TJ Maxx and Amazon purchases. So I've shared that I had sort of a big picture moment like this um, when we went to see a financial advisor a few years ago. And when he casually said, okay, Hope, I see you You should be financially fine if you just keep doing what you're doing for about another 20 years. And something in my brain snapped. And I was like, no, I don't want to be working this same schedule, seeing this many patients. So I knew I had to make some changes. Um, so hopefully this bus visualization kind of gives you an idea of where your life is headed. I used to the same thinking a few years ago when it came to marriage, so we were bickering, not a ton, but enough that things weren't fun anymore. And I was a scorekeeper, always keeping score with who had done more as far as the two little kids. And I thought to myself, I don't like where this is heading. You know, my patients would talk about being married for 60 years, and I thought, if I'm going to stay married to this man, my baby's daddy, for the next 40 years, and I plan to, I want it to be amazing. I want to like him. I want him to be a friend. I want to flirt with him and laugh with him. I want to go new places, have a fun future together, because the bus stop that was coming up did not look appealing so i had to change things around i had to agree to go to marriage therapy which i was so opposed to at first because i thought only people who were headed for divorce went to marriage therapy that's not true Um, anyway back to the point so let's go back to the bus okay your eyes pop open as you realize the description on the next bus stop applies to you you think wait I don't wanna get off on the same stop. That's the point of this bus. I'm supposed to be moving forward. I'm supposed to be going somewhere new. I want to get off somewhere different. And you look around you and you realize there are other passengers on the bus and you wonder where they're headed. But weirdly, people are only sitting behind you now. With a start, you realize you're in the driver's seat. Holy cannoli you are the one driving the bus as you grip the steering wheel your mind races if i'm driving the bus i get to decide where i'm going as this realization sinks in you take a deep inhale i get to decide where i'm going and i am darn sure not headed towards diabetes debt divorce and staying at this job for another 40 years so you maybe you start daydreaming, like, I could go back to school. I don't have to be a first grade teacher forever. Maybe I could get my health in check. At first, you feel excited, but also overwhelmed. The road stretches before you with an endless combination of twists and turns. But then you notice a big GPS screen, kind of like the ones the police use. You know, it looks like a laptop next to them. So you pull over to the side of the road, and you assess your options. You look at the screen. It has like all these different buttons. There's a help button. You push this button and you see different options. It's divided into your physical activity, your sleep, your mood, your food. You think, okay, this one looks good. And you tap on the button that says, eats real food. Hmm. And then you tap on another one that says, doesn't overeat or eat emotionally. Then you see one that says sleep and you think, all right, this is looking good. You click on sleeps eight hours a night. For mood, you pick out calm, grateful, excited about life. Once you pick out all your choices, you see the next destination mapped out. This new stop looks much more appealing. It describes the you that you'd love to be. So. Life is not as simple as pushing buttons for what you'd like and having a GPS unit tell you how to magically get there. But I used to this visualization because we do need to realize that we chose the bus that we're on and we're choosing our future with every choice we make. So even if someone else puts you on the bus with their choices and actions, it's up to you to get in the driver's seat and choose your next turn. We can choose to keep going and get off exactly where we're headed, keep being who we're being, and keep doing exactly what we're doing, or we can map out a new future. Notice, too, that I said you pulled over to the side of the road when you realized you didn't like the road you were on. You didn't just whip this big old bus into a U-turn. There are penalties in life for not taking precautions to plan out your next step safely. People could get hurt, you could suffer financially, you could end up going in a new wrong direction only to have to turn around again. Maybe you're thinking, my life is really fine. I am just fine, thank you for this whole episode, but I'm okay. And maybe you're thinking you'd be okay if your life stayed just like it is. That's great and I would believe you except you are listening to a podcast about recharting your life. So maybe there are just a few things that you wouldn't mind being different a few years from now. And then your next thought may be, okay, I get the whole bus analogy. I'm heading towards my future, and if I don't choose where I want to go, everything will proceed as it is right now. So let's say I want to change something. How do I do it? I don't have an actual GPS screen with choices laid out and boxes to check. So here's some steps, things to do if you want to map out a different future. Number one, you've already done this step, you realized that you're on a journey and you've started considering how you have a choice and you that you have a choice and how it plays out. Number two, you need a vision of how you want your life to look. So this involves your imagination, you can daydream it through guided meditations, just Google um, future self meditation, you can write it out. You can draw it or sketch it out. You could even put put it in like bullet points or make a list. Number three, commitment. You have to renew your destination vision daily in your mind. Say it, mean it. This is about believing in yourself even when your mind tells you otherwise because your mind will tell you otherwise every day. Number four, accountability. You are much more likely to be successful if you have accountability. So get an accountability group or tell people where you're headed and you are less likely to back down if you have skin in the game. Hire someone to hold you accountable. That'll give you even more skin in the game. People hire driv- drivers, travel agents, financial planners. So maybe you need to hire someone to help you map out your future. Number five, passengers who is on your bus. If everyone on the bus is headed to the same destination, you're less likely to pull the cord and let yourself get off at a different stop. It's easier to keep on keeping on with everyone else on the bus. So look around you. Do the people on your bus have healthy eating habits? Do they complain about their jobs all the time? Are they perfectly content to stay rooted in place and not grow? Are your busmates all in unhappy marriages and not doing anything about it? Are they all drinking every night? Are they spending money they don't have? So if you would like more information on how to map out your next bus stop, I do have a group coaching coming up in the fall. It's going to be a really small group. So shoot me an email if you'd like to sign up. Hope.cook at gmail.com. Don't miss next week's episode. Um, I am interviewing a lady from town who has the craziest, most amazing story. It should really be a movie. And um. You don't want to miss it. So it's going to be next week. Thanks for joining me on today's podcast. If you like this podcast and think someone else could benefit, please share it. I'd also love for you to write a review on your favorite podcast platform like Spotify or Apple. And lastly, if you would like more of the same, come over to my website, hopethepa.com. Thank you all for listening.